Welcome to Men in Relationships, the podcast about evolving the emotional habits of men through inner transformation that will lead to positive external changes in your relationship. I believe there's a huge lack in support and vulnerability and discussion around these topics about men in relationships. And that's why I'm here talking to you today. So sit back, relax, and let's grow. Hey y'all, I hope you're having a great day today. I welcome you back to another episode of Men in Relationships. I hope everyone's progressing, moving forward in life, uh, moving closer to their goals, and most importantly, working on your relationship. Moving, growing together, evolving, and really, that's what today's episode is going to be about in, for many reasons. And just before I jump in, if you are just starting this journey with me and a new listener to the show, or if you listened to Surrendering Average before, if you enjoy these episodes and if they bring you any sort of value, if you could rate and review the podcast, in particular on the big platforms like Spotify and iTunes, that would help me out immensely. That That is what helps to, um, to help get these shows more visibility is when there's more likes, when there's more viewers, when there's more ratings and all that. So it's a, it's a pretty simple process to do. And if you find value, I would love it and really appreciate if you could provide some positive feedback and a positive rating. So jumping into the episode, it is titled Creating a Shared Vision or Creating a Shared Life Vision. And being a guy who was a bachelor for many years, I really only had to live and think for myself. I didn't have pets, I didn't have kids, I didn't have anyone else but myself. And in many ways, I think we tend to think that striving for success or external success and these goals, we feel that it could be a much easier game if it's just us. We could put the blinders on, we could focus, and we can just dive in and have no distractions, no other partner or person or anything to get in the way. And we would just accomplish our goals so much quicker. And what we tend to forget is that sometimes what we consider a distraction is actually the most important piece of our life. And I had to check myself many times on this. I still do, to be honest. I still get caught up in those blinders on and head down and and I get caught up into thinking that sometimes these goals or this vision is more important than just living and being and embracing and being with my partner and being fully present. And it's, it's a continual evolution of mastering the dance of life and a relationship. And I don't think we're ever going to be perfect. And like I mentioned many times, I'm not perfect either. But what I am committed to is growing and improving and especially in the realm of my relationship and uh, my life vision and our shared life vision that I have with Jess. And I'll get into that in just a minute here. But what tends to get overlooked once we get into a relationship 
because when we're by ourselves, like I said, it's so easy just to think about ourselves, head down. All I need to do is worry about myself. But when we bring a partner into our life, now there's so many more dynamics. There's so many more spoken or unspoken expectations, energies, desires, intentions, so many things kind of mixing around and floating around together. And I think it's so, so important to, to, to articulate all of that. Um, because many people, especially men, don't articulate what they need to their partner because they don't know or they don't want to create friction or conflict or they might not even know how to express it. And, and then you get five years into a relationship and then you start becoming resentful or don't feel yourself. So you might overcompensate or use a defense mechanism leading you to not show up in great ways. <laughs> and for me, it wasn't that I didn't necessarily speak what I wanted. I just couldn't really articulate why I wanted something. And that, that led to this manifestation of just not being fully on board with what I wanted because she didn't even fully know what I wanted, why I wanted it and why it was so important to me, why it was, you know, why that was such a deeply rooted desire for me. So there needs to be, of course, deep levels of communication around all of this, especially at the forefront. And if not at the forefront, at least now, <laughs> you need to start diving into this. And for the beginning of our relationship, luckily, as I mentioned before, Jess was very clear on what she wanted and needed from a relationship. Um, and, and really, that's, that's what our past is, is for, in my opinion, is to teach us the lessons, to, teach us the, to give us the insights to evolve and to potentially ask for and achieve what we really want in life. And for her, she was in an awful relationship or the end of it was, was really bad. She got hurt. She got cheated on. It was very messy and did not end well. But what emerged and blossomed from that event was the fact that Jess got so clear and grounded on what she needed in a relationship. She knew definitively what she was not going to settle for. And that was what she had experienced in the past. So she came to the relationship planting her firm flag of, Joel, I need you to be an open communicator. Uh, we can never leave anything resolve, unresolved. I need full levels of trust and transparency. And again, at the start, she did not trust guys for good reason. So I had a big hill to climb. And also one that gets, um, you know, just, just to give a personal example, something that needs to get discussed are, are the big big items such as children, such as lifestyle, such as marriage. What does marriage mean to you? And, you know, a few years into our relationship, we started talking about, okay, marriage, what does marriage mean? And for me, I remember telling her that I did not believe in divorce. I said, once I get married, there's no going out. There's no backing out. Like it's, there's just no way out. Marriage is a full time life commitment in which it should be, by the way. Um, but that, that brought some, I guess, resistance and discomfort to Jess because she had a different viewpoint and her viewpoint was 
well, why should we stay in something if we're unwilling to work on it? And her opinion was, hey, if you show me that you're willing to work on stuff and I show you that I'm still willing to work on stuff, that's what we need to keep the marriage going. But if we don't have that in place, we're just locked into complacency. We have free reigns to do whatever we want, show up however we want, and there's no, there's no burning fire below us to, you know, to not scarcity, but it, 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 it makes us want to be better, makes us want to show up, makes us want to improve. And that took me a long time to change my paradigm around that because I was born and raised in the church and going to church every week. And I was a Catholic and Catholics did not believe in divorce. And if you get married, you stay married your whole life, no matter how you treat your partner. If you treat your partner like shit, if you don't work on things, if you don't resolve things, you're locked in because that's what this religion tells you to do. And once I was able to really reflect on this and realize that, hey, you know what? There, it shouldn't be like that necessarily. There should be that um, agreed upon commitment. And that's what marriage means to Jess and, I, Jess and I, is we are committing to continually work through things. We're not going to become complacent. Life is going to throw shit at us. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. But if we're just in this safe haven container where we, we can treat each other however and we're safe to do whatever we want because we're locked in for life no matter what, that is actually more dangerous than this concept called divorce. So it took a while for me to change my paradigm and really get on the same page and understanding as Jess. And that wasn't to say that she's coercing me into thinking this way. She put that idea out there and I had to really dig down deep to my core, not these external beliefs that were put on me, but what is what does this actually mean to me? And what actually came out and, and resonated with me deeper was, hey, this makes a lot more sense. This will hold me accountable. This will hold you accountable. This will lead to greatness, not complacency. And complacency is not my values, not my belief system, but the belief system that I was brought up in kind of led me to believe that there was this safe place that, hey, if we're married, I'm good. I'm locked in. I can. And, and knowing how much stuff I needed to work on and change, being this emotionally closed off person, unable to articulate how I was feeling, I'd show up grumpy like I was a piece of shit at times, <laughs> you know, and, and if, if I would have had this easy free ticket to just acting that way all the time who knows if that wouldn't have been enough motivation to uh to continually work on myself so i like that pressure of hey you know there's there there is there is technically a way out but neither of us want that so let's keep recommitting for our entire life to be better and recommit to always solving the problem and that's what will maintain the longevity of our relationship so if you feel like you can't be yourself or that you are limiting yourself your capabilities and desires then those need to be communicated to your partner and you should be fully open to hearing theirs as well such as myself at you know my demands were hey jess I have big goals. I have a fire burning 
within me. I always have, and I love that fire. I love creating and exploring that and leaning into that and unpacking what, uh, what I can create rather than just being complacent. And I told her, hey, I never want to be held back or just settle or not shoot for goals or accomplishments or whatever it may be. I like moving. I like active. I've always been so active. And this is a way I like to channel my activity and my <laughs> my rambunctiousness and just desire to move, desire to create, desire for something epic to grow. And I told her, I do not want to be held back in those departments. And for her, that was a large ask. That was a big demand because she Again, I had to change my paradigm about a lot of things, about the divorce thing, about the view of my ability to communicate and articulate and be vulnerable. I had a lot of things I had to change my paradigms and work on. And this really challenged her because she couldn't grasp the fact of, well, it, you know, I, would, I could live my whole life just in a small house as long as we had our family and that's all we need. In which I agree with. But I think there's so much more and that's also limiting, limiting the capacity to evolve, to grow, to experience more. That complacency is going to lead to not feeling fulfilled, a lack of fulfillment. Uh, and that's really where I believe those mental health problems start to come in is when we're not pushing and stretching our capacity. It's just proven proven itself to me over and over and over again when I'm not doing that. So for us, there was an interesting dynamic of now needing to mix both of our desires. And that's not to say that that was an easy task by any means. But I just want to touch on a main reason why we probably don't ask for what we want or don't go there because we're wanting usually to avoid conflict. And that is because of codependency, trying to do things to please our partner. And codependency refers to an imbalanced relationship pattern where one person assumes responsibility for meeting another person's needs to the exclusion of acknowledging their own needs or feelings. So just do everything you can to make your wife happy or your husband happy because I don't want any conflict. If, if, if they're happy, then I'm good. There's always that saying, happy wife is a happy life. I'm going to call bullshit on that. That's absolute bullshit. If you're only living to make your wife happy or your husband happy, you are completely leaving out the piece of your individuality, your happiness, your fulfillment as an individual. We need to bring our individualities and maintain those and grow those in life and meld them together to progress towards a shared life vision. And foundationally, codependency is due to a poor concept of self and poor boundaries, including an inability to have an opinion or say no. So, you know, like I said, when we get together with our partner, there's just so many dynamics and it can be overwhelming. And sometimes the easiest thing to do is just act in ways to avoid conflict, act in ways to avoid friction in our day-to-day -day life. You know, work's hard enough. If we have kids, kids are enough. 
we have other goals and we have all this stuff and it's heavy and it's a lot. And we just say, ah, you know, I don't want anything else. Let's put everything aside. You know, what's going to make you happy? I'll, I'll just do that and I'll forget about myself. And this can happen in, in, in romantic relationships. It can happen in friendships. It can happen at work. It can happen in any type of relationship. But let's focus on our our romantic relationships for, for this particular podcast and setting. So again, if we don't even know what we want, that's obviously a great starting point. (laughs) You know, we might've sacrificed some things along the way or forgot what we truly want and let it slide. But I'm challenging everyone here to recommit and refocus on what is truly important to you And I like to think of a concept called the three-tiered pyramid. And imagine a triangle divided horizontally into three portions. And the bottom portion, the largest, is the foundation. And the foundation is where all of our daily focus, attention on our beliefs, values, morals, non-egoic self, our non-negotiable desires... Um, the version 2.0 of myself, I like to think of what's the next version of me to align me to my values, my beliefs, my morals, um, who I'm trying to become as an individual. That's the foundation. And then there's a midsection in the middle, which is the, I like to think of as short-term goals. And those short-term goals, whether that's kind of a one to three-year plan, making sure those are aligned to the foundation And then the 10% huge stretch goals, big vision, uh, of course, making sure that these are crossing paths with the midsection and are also aligned to our foundation. So this is just a very visual thing I like to think about. So we want to be focusing our foundation of our values, beliefs, morals. Okay, how do I not sacrifice those? These are the most important part. And then the midsection, a bit less important and a bit less you know, there's a bit more malleability and flexibility on those. Uh, is is uh, how do we how do we integrate our goals, our short-term goals, with our partner? And then the huge stretch goals, big vision. Um, how do we how do we integrate those to meld with our partners as well? And I like to break it down into foundation sixty percent, midsection thirty percent, top portion ten percent of what our daily focus and attention should be on these things. So, you know, if, if we're, if we only have aligned short-term goals with our partner, that's like 30% of the pie. I like to imagine if we only share a big vision or those stretch goals that yeah, it's about 10% of the pie, but what we really, really the juice, the meat and potatoes of it all is making sure our foundations align, which is 60% of our daily focus and intention. And that's where the good beefy stuff lives Our values, our beliefs, our morals, our non-egoic self, our non-negotiable desires, what we truly desire, what we crave as individuals and human beings, making sure that is taken care of. And when that's taken care of, the other, the midsection and the top part gets easier to meld because we are whole as individuals and now we can combine with our partner, come together, collaborate and, and, and reach for those goals. But that's just a very visual thing I like to think about, making sure your partner's foundation is whole and complete 
and that your own foundation is whole and complete. Then let's level up to you know the thirty percent important part of, of short term goals, and then let's you know it's it's nice to have that inspiration and stretch goals with that big vision of hey where are we moving towards? Let's make sure we have that so we we continually progress. So melding your personal goals, inspirations, and des- desires into one vision that is that is the goal. And going through this will help you to realign to what is actually important to you while not sacrificing what you truly desire. So again, this this might take some shifting and altering of what your own personal goals are and what your partner's goals are. And I have a couple stories of this as well because at one point I wanted to be this founder and open this huge holistic health center and, and, and make it a chain like a good life fitness, but more of a holistic health vision. And I, and I had this huge grandiose idea. And then I tried to play out what my life would look like with Jess. And I would openly talk about this goal with, with Jess. And it was very intimidating to her because she could visibly see that that was going to create a lot of friction with our foundation, with her foundation and my foundation, and even our, our midsection, our short-term goals. It was like, whoa, this is way out of line here. And and it took me some time to realize that it, it was way offline of what my foundation is. If I were to actually start this and create this, that would have been my entire life. Not the life that Jess and I had agreed upon with children, with presence, with flexibility, with all these other things that we've discussed, living in value, living within our, our values and our beliefs of being there every day, being present every day, being, you know, all these agreements that we had made. So I had to check myself on, on this huge grandiose vision because it was not aligned to our shared vision. But that's not to say I completely abandoned the concept or the meaning in which that goal meant to me. I wanted to help a lot of people. I wanted to inspire a bunch of people. I wanted to work with other people to help them evolve their life. That's what I was seeking. And then once I realized I can channel that into something on a different scale, um, I, I started to look into coaching and finding other ways of what that could look like based upon our shared agreements. And I realized that it was really kind of my ego getting in the way of that big health center. It wasn't actually my core aligned with my core foundation. I was only focusing on that midsection, that 30%, rather than integrating the foundation of what I truly desire and also what Jess desires um, at the same time. So that's just that's just a simple idea of, of tweaking. That's not to say I sacrificed this thing and I'm all upset and I'm going to re- be resentful. It was whoa, she's actually bringing some insight into actually checking me to make sure I'm aligned to my own foundation and the foundation we agreed upon together. Um, Because once I have my own individual goals, she has her individual goals, we have our own individual foundations. Now we need to completely, completely open up and share that with our partner. And articulate why those are desires, why they are our beliefs, why they are our goals. And we communicate that, we discuss that, and we talk about that big end goal. Okay, what is an end goal? What's a big vision for us? What's our short-term goals? 
and then we kind of start mixing it together, not completely sacrificing things, but making little tweaks, just like that holistic health center. Okay, well, maybe I can do this another way so I can be there, be present with our family. Oh, okay, yeah, that feels good. And that actually felt way better of a goal. And to be honest, way less overwhelming, uh, quite frankly. And, and so it's just important that we break this down, that we get fully vulnerable and share and express without being scared to share and express. Because a lot of the times we're share, scared to express why we want something. You know, and, and a lot of the times we, our desires are stemmed from, from our past, what happened to us in our past and why, we're why something's a desire. It's usually unpacked and uncovered going back into our history, um, in our past, what had happened in the past to make us desire something such as money. That's another one that we kind of integrated differently. At first, I wanted to be this extremely wealthy person without necessarily even comprehending why I wanted to have wealth other than the, <laughs> the marketing societal pressures of saying you should be successful and you should have money. But that we really defined and got crystal clear on what finances meant to us, what this dream property, what these activities and lifestyle truly meant to us rather than just doing them because we think we're supposed to be to have a cool picture on Instagram so we get a bunch of likes. Like what does finances actually mean to us? Why do we want to be wealthy? You know, and, and then we come up with every reason. And a lot of the times it does stem from our childhood. And for me, we didn't have a lot of money growing up and money was a big major conflict point in our, our family. And that was a big driver for me. But then I had to redirect, okay, I don't just want this to, to bury and band-aid that feeling that I had, but what does it mean? And what can that offer our family? What can that provide to us as a family? And then that became the driver and motivation rather than just, I need to get money. I need to get it from the scarcity. Oh, I didn't have it as a kid. So I need it now. And we had to unpack. And that's what this powerful process is the integration with our partner of sharing the vision not just having a vision or target because we think we might want it without unpacking why we truly need it and why we truly need it almost always will stem from the past so explaining the past to our partner so we can get on the same page this is why this is important to me this is why i need this in my life i'm not saying you need to fully agree with me but i might need some support here I might, you know, we at least need to have these conversations so you can understand where I'm coming from so you don't think I'm some nutcase trying to accomplish all these things or do these certain things when you don't necessarily have the same lens or perception or viewpoint on them. And, and there's, there's simple strategies about coming together that you can do with this. And for Jess and I, we, we make a vision board, um, which I think is an overrated tool, but we make an overrated tool useful. <laughs> you know, uh, I want to, I want to scrap the idea that you just make a vision board and things magically happen because that's bullshit. But for us, it's this reminder of who we're trying to become the, the goals that we're trying to accomplish the big stretch goals, as well as the, um, foundational portion and I, I, I we have that vision board in our bathroom and I look at it every single day when I brush my teeth and then I meditate every single morning and visualize the person that I want to become living aligned to my foundation striving for that midsection that 30% short-term goals eventually leading us to our 10% uh, stretch goals and vision so there are tools to integrate to help us live in alignment to that because 
um, really the vision and the shared vision is the inspiration and in, in theory, hopefully a plan. You come up with a plan of, okay, how are we going to get there? What do we need to do? Who do we need to become? What processes, what steps, what programs? What do we need to do to get there? Let's create a plan from an inspired place. But inspiration and a plan alone will not move you forward at all. It's actually the aligned action that's going to move you forward. And you need to both be on board with taking action together, with progressing that, with actually doing the steps, with actually doing the work to become better communicators, to collaborate, to support, to focus every day on who you're trying to become as individuals and as a couple, and then take that intentional aligned action. There's a process for it. Communication, collaboration, support, focus, and intentional aligned action. That doesn't mean it's easy, but the vision and the inspiration are a necessary portion to the puzzle. In fact, it's the first piece of the puzzle. And then it's the integration part, which is the difficult part. And a lot of the time, many of us need help with that because it's so overwhelming, it's so difficult. There's a massive gap from where we are now to where we're trying to become or where we're trying to go. And you know, I feel like there's a huge gap, especially for men who have difficulty articulating how you feel, what your emotions are, what your desires are. And it's going to be extremely difficult as it was for Jess to understand why your goals are so important, why you're living the way you do, why you're doing X, Y, and Z, why you're showing up the way you are. Because if we're just expecting that our partner understands us and should know this, you are wrong. They are going to make up stories in their head and then it's just going to lead to bigger conflict or bigger resentment down the way. And if you feel like you can't fully be yourself or that you are limiting yourself, your capabilities and desires, then those need to be communicated to your partner. And you should be fully open to hearing theirs as well. And I think a lot of relationships fail because each partner is unwilling to sacrifice, quote unquote, something. Instead of viewing it as a sacrifice, reframe it to how can we have it all? How can you have it all? Your goals, your foundation, your stretch goals, your three-tiered pyramid, and how can your partner have theirs? There is a way to integrate it all. And it begins with exploring our emotions, articulating how we feel and telling our partner what we need and taking a stand for that. And also being empathetic to hearing your partner's side as well. So that is basically the episode on creating a shared life vision. It's not enough to only have our vision and it's certainly not enough to live within codependency and only live towards our partner's vision. We need to take ownership of this starting today. Let's begin to take action. Let's begin to have those difficult conversations in which most of us men do not like to have because talking about emotions is probably uncomfortable. It might not be enjoyable and it's maybe embarrassing or there might be shame involved with it. But I'm telling you from experience, I've stepped into that embarrassment. I've stepped into that shame. I've stepped into that discomfort and I'm here to tell you it is worth it. I'm here to tell you it's time to move into that discomfort, to start closing the gap on where you are to where you want to be in your relationship. So 
If any of this resonated with you, please give this episode a five-star rating, write a review if you can, and connect with me on socials. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to communicate with you. Reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, at Joel Mahe. And other than that, I hope to see you on the next one. Take care. Before I let you go, I just wanna let you know what I've been up to behind the scenes. I've been busy building a program called the Emotional Evolution Process. And this program was built through inspiration and really just a passion for something that I believe in so strongly and where, there, where there's just really a lack in the market for, and that is men in relationships and to help men evolve their emotional habits. This is something that we need to work on, especially if we want a fulfilling, successful relationship or if we need to repair one that might be in jeopardy right now. So, like I said, check me out on socials, send me a message on socials to connect, and if this sounds like a fit for you, I would love to hear from you. Other than that, have a great day.